And here we go. Welcome back to Snakes, Rats, and Goats, talking about Survivor Season 40, Winners at War. I'm your host, co-host, Ryan Elder. Oh, oh, I almost oh, cut you out there. Whoa. Oh, Nabe. <laughs> and with oh, me, as phone. always. <laughs> your uh, senior host. <laughs> executive host executive (laughs) top host oh man i'm telling you what do they say you know 80 percent of accidents happen within 10 miles of the home scott this is it where we are in our last four episodes the podcast (laughs) maybe ever and you know the mistakes are flying but uh, before we get like my man tony fast yeah fast and sloppy yes yes Oh, man, before we get to Tony, because oh, that's boy. really that's, all we have to talk about. Yes. Uh, let's Ever get our guest in here. Lives. As I understand it, he's like Jesse Venturi. He's in an undisclosed location. He is, he is sequestered right now during the quarantine. <laughs> um, you, uh, He is a very well-known, a longtime friend. He uh, has been, you may know him from his stand-up comedy, from his time on the Sarah Silverman program or his recent move into superhero blockbuster movies. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and he just finished shooting the sequel to Suicide Squad, which I believe is called The Suicide Squad or The Suicide Squad. I'm not sure. We'll ask him, but probably he's best known as being the first ever guest on our podcast several years ago. (laughs) Yes, you are our first guest. That doesn't mean this is our first show tonight, Steve. He's back. (laughs) He's back now in one one of our most likely final episodes. Here he is, your friend and mine, Steve A.G. Wow. So I have so many questions now. What an intro. <laughs> when you what say are your questions? What is the sequel to Suicide Squad called? <laughs> oh, it's it's called Le Suicide Squad. Oh, cool. No, no, it's called The Suicide Squad. It's not really a sequel. It's kind of a reimagining. Oh, already okay. that's cool. of a movie that's only three years old. <laughs> well, I for one say that that sounds uh, very promising. <laughs> oh, it's it's gonna be great, man. Well, James it, Gunn is a great director, great filmmaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's gonna be amazing, and. um but my my question, so are you saying this might be one of the last podcasts because they're not going to keep doing the show? <laughs> or um, you guys aren't going to keep doing it? No, your it just depends on how well you do. The oh, podcast no. execu- <laughs> your the executives at our network <laughs> oh, have no. threatened us. <laughs> no, well, I'm going to answer your question in two parts. A, the, the future seasons of the show have been delayed. Oh yeah, obviously. Okay, because okay. of the this little pandemic we're in that has you in your undisclosed location. Yeah, yeah. But um, also, Ryan and I, what you, what you, you probably know, Steve, because I know you're a, I'm sure you're a follower of the podcast and listen every week. <laughs> is that we took what like a couple years off, a year, uh, yeah. at least three seasons off. Oh, because we were just, you know, we're very important, busy people. We didn't like having to book guests all the time. Yeah, it's the worst part of a podcast. <laughs> it, it really is. And so thank you for being my yeah, friend yeah. of nearly 30 <laughs> years now. And so yeah. you have no choice but to say yes. Of course. And, well, um, also, you can't come up. 
the the shitty thing is you can't come up with excuses during. No, no you like, can't. I know we should have we should have asked everyone. We it's literally asked. like I know you're fucking not doing anything for the next couple yeah. weeks. I just did a podcast. Uh, it's uh, called Around the Galaxy. It's about Star Wars. I don't think it's out yet. I'll plug it maybe next week because I think it's coming out next week. But the other uh, guest on the show who shall remain nameless, or no, there were two other people, but one of them said no. And uh-huh. I said, like, what, does he have somewhere to be? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. What I know. Was we... Reasoning, and the host told me, it was off, you know, can't off uh, mic. He said, like, well, he said he was too... Uh, psychically exhausted from what was going on okay that's a good excuse (laughs) wow okay you know so so tune in next week when our guests are michelle obama and vladimir putin Uh, (laughs) we'll see if they show up nobody has any uh nobody has any excuses right they really don't they really don't um you you know they should do an uh you know if this pandemic is still going they could do a season of Survivor with that couple that's in like the Maldives. Have yeah. you seen that? Oh, I've yeah. heard about them. Yeah, they, are, they, they went on. A, they went on they a honeymoon, went, right? Yeah, they went on a honeymoon. It's either like the Maldives or one of those like paradise like resort islands. And the the pandemic happened. Everyone fled. They couldn't get a flight out, so they are literally stuck on this resort, this paradise. And the staff is still there too, so it's literally like a staff of people just serving these two people for a month now. Yeah, and it's this, like this the, sounds like a Robin Amber on on uh, Edge of Extinction, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, paradise over there. Yeah, um, yeah. Steve, were you surprised to see for. two people kissing on Survivor? <laughs> that's a that's a new one. Yeah, I, I have a lot of questions because I <laughs> I think the last time I watched Survivor was the, the the one time I did your podcast. Well, so let's just for a little background for the listeners, back in the early days, the first season of Survivor, mm-hmm. you were into the show, you were watching it. First few seasons, yeah. The first few seasons we watched we watched it together a lot. Um and uh at some point you it dropped away from you. I don't know if you know like how many seasons you watched, but well, so- I I can tell you my last season was Boston Rob. Well, what he's been on? Five, well, it five was seasons. So. It was his. It was his first season. Was oh, his first life. season. Okay, so that was season four. Wait, was you that didn't... also the one with the the weird crazy guy who said his grandmother was dead? No, that's season seven, that's and season that seven. was. That, I bet, was, that was my last season. Or did you watch the All-Star season, season eight, where Rob and Amber fell in love? Oh, maybe that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> or was it season nine when... <laughs> no, I, rem- I remember Amber. So, yeah. That well, Boston be. Rob was very prominent that season, and then he wasn't on again until season 20. So I'm guessing okay. that's probably where you were. Or was it season thirty nine when no, the TV agent uh, no. oh, I don't want to get groped into that. women and was picked <laughs> off the show? Well, you know, I I was so into these, and the, when these shows started, I was also working in reality TV yeah. on like Real World and Osborns and Temptation Island and Joe Millionaire. And once I stopped working in reality TV, I was just like, 
I don't think I even want to watch reality TV. <laughs> I really wish that there had been like more seasons of Joe Millionaire so that oh, they yeah, would have eventually show. turned to you, Steve. Yes. And been like maybe you should be <laughs> Steve Millionaire. Here's a <laughs> yeah, a, assistant story editor turned uh, <laughs> mil, fake millionaire. <laughs> that uh, Joe awesome. Millionaire was amazing. Yeah, it was not as good as what was it, Joe, Joe Schmo? Schmo? Joe Schmo was Joe Schmo was actually like a great yeah hilarious show. Season one of Joe Schmo is one of the greatest. So good TV series ever. I've seen uh, season two and three weren't too shabby either. Yeah. So good. <laughs> Highly. I don't know if that's available anywhere. I believe Kristen Wiig was on one of the seasons. She, she was. She wow. was. Wow. Did you guys watch that? Uh, did you guys watch that fake reality show that was all comedians competing? It was on Comedy Central. It totally shit the bed. But it was amazing. Uh, no. Each episode was a parody of a different reality show. Oh, one, yeah. One was one they had to like eat as much. They had to gain as much weight as they could <laughs> in one day. Oh my one, god! Oh, one was like so you think you can dive, which uh, was like a high diving competition amongst comedians, and then oh they literally god. made that into a real reality yeah, show. Yeah, they did. Later. Yep, yep. <laughs> the best was uh, did you ever see? I can't remember what it was called, but there was an American Idol parody, but reality, a real reality show. Where in where they were looking oh, for the worst yes. singers, but they didn't yes. tell the contestants they were looking for bad singers. <laughs> yes. yes. That it was that so cruel. Awful. It was so <laughs> cruel. <laughs> but I loved it. It was so and I don't know if you remember the pop singer Vitamin C. She was yeah. one of the judges. You know, she, you know she's head of music at, at Netflix. I do. Right? Oh, at Netflix yeah. now? I was yeah. going to say, she's, she was head she's of like music. She's like my boss right now. <laughs> That's so I know her because she was the head of music at Nickelodeon when I was yep. writing for School of Rock, which was a music show. Wow. So I, she was, I saw her all the time because she would come to the set and... Yeah. Any, and I was, she's great. Occasion, I think one time I told her I love that show and she... I don't think it was something she was thrilled to have brought up, <laughs> but, but she was like, so you could tell on the show, she kind of had a lot of doubts about the, the ethics of what she was doing <laughs> because yeah. they would turn away the best singers and some of them would just be devastated. Yes. And I, they weren't, <laughs> they weren't telling them why. And I remember, I remember one episode where vitamin C said, there was this phenomenal singer and they had to turn her down and vitamin C said to her, just uh, one day this will make sense to you, but just <laughs> know I cannot say more emphatically that you are not what we are looking for. <laughs> oh my God. It was so, so cruel that shit. Wow. <laughs> they thought that they were great singers. That's, what a great way of putting it. That's, that's such a funny way of putting it. That's why, <laughs> that's why I stopped working in reality TV. I started having such bad panic attacks and anxiety disorder because of how we were making contestants look. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Like I, I freaked out and was like, I'm done. Well, reality's yeah. loss is um, superhero blockbusters gain yeah <laughs> what and in, 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 in lay suicide squad you're you are a motion capture character correct 
I'm honestly not allowed to talk about. Oh, it. never mind. If you but, were, but you, you can look on IMDb <laughs> and see who you were. Okay, and see I was some. Say sort of like Bradley Cooper in Guardians of the Galaxy. I was going to say you are the. If that, if I'm right about that, you're basically the Bradley Cooper. Well, oh, no, Bradley Bradley Cooper was the voice of Rocket, and Sean Gunn did the motion capture. Oh, okay. So Scott, I would stop I would trying be, to fish. I would be like the Sean Gunn. You're the Sean Gunn. Yes. <laughs> you know, a friend of mine was the IG88 uh, bounty hunter on the Mandalorian. How cool is Rio. that? Rio. In the, you know Rio? I know Rio very well. What? Yeah, through through like uh, all these desert guys, through like the Queens of the Stone Age guys. Oh, I love Rio. I yeah, went to high school with Rio. I know you did. He's the best. Uh, have we discussed this before? And does I, our audience care? I don't think we have. We can discuss <laughs> it later, but I don't think we've discussed it. All right, let's talk Survivor. Uh, this is really approving our Hollywood bona fides. Right? <laughs> yeah. Scott, we're really... <laughs> we're right in there. Hey, man, I know the guy inside the costume of the droid. Into the the voice, that was, you know, somebody way more famous, but. Well, he's also House of Pain in uh, Swingers. Yeah. No, he's. There you go. I could show you a a film we made. I probably have shown you. It's called Untitled Cowboy Film that we made in the 11th grade, which was uh, Rio and I as cowboys in a staring contest. Sounds familiar. Yes. Those were the days. All right, cut all that stuff out, and let's talk about Survivor. Well, I, I'm not allowed to cut stuff out. Are you oh, giving yeah. me permission to no, finally cut no. stuff out? You have no permission to do anything. Okay, good. Okay, <laughs> Steve. I don't want what, to. What? Okay, so you haven't seen other than the occasional episode for our podcast. You haven't seen yeah. Survivor in a long time. It's changed a lot. Yeah. Even from last season to this season, it's changed a lot. I was very confused. Yeah. So if if you have any questions now or throughout the podcast fire away well i had a question until tribal council when i realized that the um what's the where do you get banished to the edge Edge of extinction edge of extinction i thought that was just another tribe on another island right i didn't know those were people who were voted out those were all yeah but you figured it out good job that's i didn't figure it out till the woman was like Oh, sorry. I don't want to give away. Well, I figure people already know. No, no. Yeah, we're spoiler. You can talk about the episode. But like when she was like, I'm going to extinction now. I was like, wait, those. That's what you have to do after you get voted off. It's like (laughs) the sixth sense. You were like, they were uh, Boston Rob was dead the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, oh, Boston (laughs) Rob's back in this. And I, I felt bad because I know in the past, you know, when people would get voted off. They'd go to a, a goddamn resort for like a month and just right. like chill out. And now you're like <laughs> in like the worst condition possible. Yeah. Where you're extorting people for the right to buy a jar of peanut butter. Yeah. It's That's crazy. what's going on over there. Crazy. What? Uh, so uh, you figured that out. Did you recognize any of those people besides Boston Rob? No. Rob was the only one I recognized. Because there were a few. Well, Amber. And then there's a dude in there named Ethan. Oh. Ethan right. was I the winner remember. of season three. And these are all winners, right? They've all won seasons? This is yep. the first all-winner season. Wow. Probably the probably the last, too, to be quite honest. can you? Ima- I can't imagine them no. doing this again, but 
Maybe if it goes another it. 20 years, they would. Maybe, yeah, 20 years from now. So did they, how many contestants are? did they start with? 20. Jesus. Well, one of them, one of them left, was got, got to Edge of Extinction and was like, nah, I'm going home. That'd be me. Uh, Otherwise, the rest of them are still there. Yeah, I know she's she's the smartest one of the bunch. She was just like, because what happens on Edge of Extinction, Steve, is halfway through the season at the the point of the tribe merge, which has already happened. One of them, they have a challenge, and the one who wins the challenge gets to come back into the game. Okay, and then they're going to do it again at the end of the season. Somebody's going to get the chance to come back when there's like five or so people left. So there is a guy named Tyson who got voted out, went to the edge of extinction, won the challenge, came back and last week got voted out again. Right. Okay. And he's the guy who was on there going, giving his speech about how some people can't handle it. They can't handle oh, losing. Yeah. Oh yeah. That mentality. Yeah, yeah, they go crazy after. <laughs> Adam's gonna struggle a lot. Then they cut to Adam wandering around like yeah, a. Yeah, what was that soul. about? Do I, do we think Adam quits? What what was that? That I was in there for they a were reason. Setting right? up an Adam quit like right there. I thought Adam was about to quit. It sure seemed like it. I mean, it it seemed like that was important, right? It seemed that way. Maybe really somebody's to going to. I don't know. Sandra left because she was just like, you know, fuck this. I think she could never win the the challenge to come back. It it seems like Sophie may have a hard time dealing with her exit. Yeah. You know, getting getting blindsided like that was brutal with an idol, too. She was totally blindsided. And and what you don't know, Steve, is that Sophie had been playing an amazing game all season. We all thought she was a top contender to win. Well, and she yeah. had until, been, until, until go ahead until last night. Yeah, go ahead, Ryan. Well, I was going to say until last week when she made that really high profile move at tribal. And remember I said, Sophie, I said, Sophie would have ill regrets. You were right, Ryan, for once, <laughs> for once you were right. Although nobody really doubted you, but yes, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't, I'm not trying to prove anything. Okay? Um, my other I feel quest- so bad for Sophie. Go My ahead. other question is, what are these uh, fire coins or fire oh my gosh. token things that are new to me? They're new this season. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're new this season. They're a way for people on Edge of Extinction to interact with people in the game, basically. Usually they sell them advantages. This time they... Uh, extorted, which was, I thought, let's talk about this twist because I thought it was really funny. And they obviously they sent it to the perfect person because the way Tony described it, the way he was like reading it as though he oh, had an advantage. He was so stoked. <laughs> he was walking us through the whole thing, stoked the entire time. And then you could just see, like you can watch him die inside when he gets well, to the end of it. <laughs> let's take a step back before that. And I want to just want to know from Steve, because he's never seen Tony, didn't see the season when Tony won. Like, yeah. what is your, what was your, imp- this was a big Tony episode. Yeah. What was your impression of Tony? What did you think of this guy? I kind of liked him. I don't know if pe- people don't like this guy or what, but I, I thought he was, uh, he seemed really together and smart. And also, you know, 
he's one of those fit people that's good at challenges. And uh... well, it's funny because until last week, he'd never won a challenge on Survivor, but he is probably the most entertaining person to ever be on Survivor. Would yeah. you agree with that, Ryan? Certainly, certainly the most entertaining to ever win. Oh, without uh, a doubt. I personally think people, I, there's several oh, people. I know you I love more, Coach. Yeah, there's several people I find more entertaining. Scott, I think you undersold it. This was not only a good Tony episode, this was the single greatest episode for a single player in the history of the show. This was masterful. It was, it was incredible. No one has ever had a better episode. In fact, Tony had more confessionals this episode than anyone has ever had in a single episode. And he had more confessionals in this one episode than the winner of Samoa had the entire season. <laughs> well, that, yeah. wow. The winner of Samoa. <laughs> he also found that. I don't that know if she's ever had any confessionals <laughs> in her life. Go he ahead. found that that immunity in the fucking dark. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. That's what Tony does. So, so when the season started, Steve, Tony is like known for his first season. He was what like last night's episode was sort of vintage Tony. So he was known for being wild and having crazy schemes and going off in the dark and finding idols. And so his, and his second time playing, this is his third he got voted. He ran off to look for idols immediately, and everybody was like, "We're not falling for this." And they voted him out. Second, <laughs> he was gone. So this yeah. season, he started the season like, I, "I can't do that anymore. I just want to run off into the jungle. I just want to run right now, but I can't. I'm on probation." Tony's a cop, by the way. Right, I'm on, I, I, I'm on, I got I'm on that, probation. Yeah. And so I just have to stay here like I have an ankle bracelet on and stay here with the tribe and never leave so everybody can trust Tony. And so he has been patiently waiting the whole season. (laughs) And last night, or I guess now or two nights ago, he just went off. It was like like the court got popped. (laughs) Yeah, it was insane. (laughs) So, I mean, in terms of this disadvantage that he was sent i mean in the past steve like people on the, the edge of extinction would send an uh, an advantage like we'll sell you an immunity idol for one token right we'll sell you this kind of advantage for two tokens whatever so when he that's why he thought it was going to be so great now there's two things to talk about ryan one is the, the concept of this advantage which i am a I think against. I don't like the really? idea of people having been voted out being able to punish people who are still in the game. <laughs> However, that said, the execution of it, like, I hate to be results oriented, but it was spectacular. Yeah. It I was mean, such good TV. <laughs> and Tony finding it, first of all, when he's running through the jungle and he just wipes <laughs> out, falls on his ass. Unbelievable, this guy. He's so <laughs> full of energy. Like, Tony doesn't sleep, Steve. He just stays up all night. I found this in my bag, and I know I didn't put it in my bag. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where does he get his Adderall supply? It's insane. He's so on fire the whole time. It's oh, amazing. my God. And, yeah, that reading of the... But even in his confessional later, he's still... It's like he's reliving it. He's got so much energy but one of the things I love so much about Tony is he's having so much fun that even when he's like, when he reads, this is being played on you and his face just drops and he's like, but then right away he's back into having fun. He's like, 
You're like, yeah. this is illegal, man. This is crazy. I guess I'm going to have yeah. to do it. Okay, I guess I'll do it. And I mean, the thing is, like, the thing that's crazy about Tony and that's amazing is that if that were me, and this is why I'm not on Survivor and certainly would never be a Tony-like player, I would be like, oh, okay, they want six. I only have three. Let me go back to my alliance, and I will talk it over with them and just say, like, look what I got. What should we do? Should we just take the loss and I don't compete and I don't vote? Can we get away with that? Or can we pull our fought, pool our tokens together? And what should we do? It never would have occurred to me, like, all the crazy shit that he did. Yeah. Yeah. And he went to people in opposite, like, opposing alliances. The whole thing, like... He stumbled out with going undercover to create a fake alliance. And by the end, it was like he was a triple agent. And now his fake alliance was became his real alliance. Unbelievable. And they all gave him their coins. Unbelievable. Yes. It, was, it was master. It was incredible. Like, I still can't believe that he did it. Like earlier in the episode, I thought they're showing us. Sarah is telling us that Tony's great at that stuff. But I've got the social game. I get along with people and they like me. So my social game is better than his. Now I'm looking at it going, I don't know. That's a pretty masterful social game that he just played. That oh, he yeah. got all these different people to give him their their tokens. Yeah, I mean, he, he's clearly put himself in a position where people need him. Both sides needed him. I don't think you can pull that off if both sides don't need you, right? But if he you, had already laid the groundwork, not knowing this yes. was coming with Jeremy and Michelle. Yes. He had totally. already laid the groundwork to put himself in this position where he could go to them and be like, well, now I can't vote with you unless you give me your tokens. So, so yeah, Tony, he, he manages to get the six tokens, which still blows my mind. Um, and then he, there's that scene where he's like, He's like counting his chips at the table in front of the camera. He's like, look, I'm rich. I'm rich. <laughs> I'm rich for, for a few minutes and then he's yeah. got to turn them in. Amazing. I, I wonder they didn't show him turning it in. Like, does he have to do it in front of everybody or we don't know? Yeah, I think it was in that confessional. He had to give them to the producer in that. It seemed like in that moment he was going to be handing them over. Yeah, that was really weird. I was like, when does this exchange take place? And then it just happened, I guess. He just showed up at the at uh, the immunity challenge. Like most Which, of the people geez. there don't even know like what he did. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Uh, can we just take a brief second and list everything that Tony did in this episode. Go for it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. Most people go in a whole season without doing this much cool shit. Right. Right. He finds an idol. He puts himself as the swing vote between two alliances. He manages to borrow tokens from three different people to pay a six token extortion. He <laughs> plays in the immunity challenge. He wins the immunity challenge. Then he comes back to camp and he orchestrates a four, three, two blindside, which is super rare and almost impossible to pull off. A plurality. And he does it by 
out of nine votes, yeah. he made four the majority. Yeah, and and he does it in the least Tony-ish way possible by waiting until by having patience yeah. and waiting until the last minute. Unbelievable. That was the masterstroke of the plan, and the fact the old Tony would not have had that patience. He just waited until there was no time, and that's why Sophie didn't play her idol because. She had no time mm -hmm. to see it coming. He waited until the very last minute. Jeremy had no time to double check with anybody. It was just yeah. like, do this or you're come with me if you want to live. Unbelievable. <laughs> it was so amazing. And and I wonder if he knew about Sophie's idol because maybe Sarah told him. I don't know. But it's just bananas how good he was this episode. Like even and going back to the beginning with him looking for the idol when Nick comes along, by the way, Nick creeping up on somebody again. Yes, yeah, so good. Every then, episode, there's a bit where Nick creeps up on somebody. <laughs> and then Tony's just like, oh, good, you're here. Okay, um, why don't you go to the well? I haven't looked at the yeah. well. <laughs> and Nick just buys it. Yeah. I think there's something the show is not showing us about Tony and Nick's relationship. I think they are closer than we know, because how did Tony convince Nick to, to do that at the very last minute if he didn't have tons of trust with Nick already? Yeah. Right? Nick is his new woo. I think so. Yeah. Um, good, good, good reference Thanks, that, that I'm sure Steve appreciates. Woohoo! <laughs> Lou was uh, oh, his right hand man and his how about when Tony at the beginning he's like opening up the idol and he's going in the highest voice I've ever heard from a from a person gender please, aside please 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 it was unbelievable I really <laughs> wish I had been doing the sound drops this season just for that well he also got lucky because that was like that there's an that idol was put into play because Kim played hers yep. Kim's was one of those uh, two halves of an idol where she had to tell right. somebody about it oh, and yeah. give them the other half for a day. But his wasn't like that. He lucked out. Yeah. yeah. Now Sophie's idol is going to get hidden. So if he knew that she had an idol, he's keeping well, she go tell, She told everyone. Oh, right. She said it. <laughs> so now he can go looking for another idol the next morning. I feel like everyone will, right? Like, Although they didn't this time, they so didn't who knows? For Kim's that we saw, yeah, or maybe they did later in the day. Yeah, there was he might have got a head start on. of him and Jeremy, where he was first kind of telling Jeremy a bunch of bullshit at the beginning of the episode. Where oh, it looked they like, did seem to be it looking looked like yes. they might have been looking for an idol that Tony knew he had already found. Yeah, good point. Good but point. that's when Tony was like, "Oh man, they were trying to vote you out, and they were bullying oh. me." They were trying to bully me into voting you out. It's like, uh, oh, how about at the beginning when lie. they come back and Jerry, Jeremy had just saved himself by using, they didn't really explain this, Steve, but in the previous episode, Jeremy had used this new thing called safety without power, where he got to just up and leave tribal council. So he doesn't right. get to vote, but he's safe. And so when they come back, Tony's like, why did you just leave instead of letting us vote you out, Jeremy? Why, did, why would you ever do that? They're also mad at him. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, because you were going to vote me out. Duh. No, no I wasn't going to vote you out. We had a plan to vote you out. Yeah. <laughs> Where is this guy from, by the way, the cop? Where's he? What's his accent? Jersey City. Oh, that's a weird accent, man. Doesn't I don't know if that's Jersey. where he got his accent, but that's where he's a cop. 
Yeah. He's got a crazy accent. I mean, it's so I love listening to him talk. It's like yeah. he's there's the best. A, a player, a legendary player named Sandra, uh-huh. who was on the season. She's the one who left Edge of Extinction, and he always calls her Sandra. Uh-huh. And it's not like I'm going to call her Sandra. That's just the way he pronounces her name. Right. Sandra told me it was just a quick <laughs> moment that we shared. Oh yeah, he's kind of, he's, so, he's such a last, weird way. Last it's week, last week, Steve, they had the family visit mm-hmm. where the loved ones come, and for the yeah. first time, they got the the like parent. They got to bring kids. Oh yeah. And so his like there was more than one person. So he had his wife and kids came, and he had the greatest line. He goes like. When my first season, my wife couldn't come out here because this little babushka was still in her swaddle. Swaddle. <laughs> and this other one, this little guy was, was still in mommy's tummy. <laughs> yeah, I it's it he has been great this season. That whole scene with the beginning with the the ladder he made. I mean, this season is such like peak Tony. Oh my god. And it just he, shows he us how the- robbed we were. In, in game, game changers. changers yeah he, well, he game changers is such a shitty season he he uh he built a ladder out of bamboo to try to get fruit and it was the most ramshackle thing you've ever seen the and first just, step he breaks the first rung breaks and he goes oh no that's supposed to happen that's supposed to happen <laughs> and he keeps going up and it works and he gets the fruit oh my god yeah he, he's been great this season he's a cop. And- He's a police officer. I don't know if he wins, but he certainly deserves to win, and he's won over. He's won in our hearts. Well, already. last sure. night was actually the first night where I thought he may actually be the winner. Yeah, I mean, because the episode was just so ludicrously high profile. For well, him. but also because like Sophie's gone, Tony has now he didn't flip to another alliance he actually created a new alliance with different pieces from different alliances and so the whole dynamic of the game has changed and if you think about it we have gotten a lot of story for tony the whole season of his evolution and like last night was the first night or when i said like this we just yeah, haven't and, thought it was possible that he could, you know, we know. Win. Yeah. And we know what a Tony win edit looks like. And this does fit with that pattern, right? He, I mean, this is classic Tony. He did the same thing to Sarah last night as he did to Trish in his previous time playing. So that's winning. the big question is, will Sarah just be a Trish? Yeah. Which Can she fair? forgive him <laughs> and move on? Or will she be like, no, forget it. He's out. Because that's the only thing Sarah could try to take him out. That's we've. Been, I feel like we've been teased that this relationship is going to end badly, and I've mm-hmm. been thinking that Sarah's going to take him out, which still could happen. But I don't know. She certainly has good reason to now. But as others have pointed out, like Rob C specifically has been saying, or maybe it was Stephen, one of the know-it-alls, has been saying, like, where does she have to go? I yeah, mean, I mean, she just lost her got, closest ally. She lost Sophie. She's got Ben, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, I guess Kim. Uh, well, there's a bunch of free agents. It's really wide open now, right? Like, it felt like, oh, we have a strong five alliance going into this episode. They're just going to knock off the other four, and it's going to be boring. But oh, my God. We thank forgot. God it wasn't. We forgot to talk about the last thing about Tony, the preview for next week. Oh yes, so Steve, the Sky Shack. <laughs> his first, his first season, Steve. Yeah, Tony built 
what he called a spy shack. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was built out of, like, you know, leaves and palm fronts, and he would hide and listen to people's conversations <laughs> in his spy shack. And his second season, where he was quickly voted out, he tried to build, like, a spy trench, uh-huh. and that didn't work at all. No, but just... next week, he, he described it as a spy nest. <laughs> he goes, I've gone up in the air now. I'm at a spy nest. I mean... <laughs> That is, there is no better. I don't know. I don't see Coach building a spy nest. No, no, you're right. You're right. Uh, Honestly, it's shocking to me that he thought of the spy bunker, the underground one, before he thought of the sky, the spy nest. Like, it's. I am so just living for the whole next week. I cannot wait. I know. He could flame out. He could flame out so easily and quickly, but please. I'm so glad we get to see that spy nest next week. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, it's going to be so good. Um, there are a couple other things that happened in this episode unrelated. Well, they still kind of made it about Tony. And, well, in you, the know, end. Well, you mentioned it being about Tony. I just want to note, like in Jeff Probst's uh, interview with Dalton Ross this week, he points out, which I thought was really fascinating because we talk a lot about the edit on this show. And he was talking about why the episode was so Tony-centric. And he said, beyond the obvious that Tony was so involved in everything, he said, the way we approach the editing of every episode is backward. We start with who got voted out. We look at who, how that, who were the prime movers in getting that person voted out. We go back before that and see like what caused that. And he like sort of, took you step by step back to the beginning of the episode and how they look at each event and go backwards to see what caused Interesting. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's smart. And he's like, it just so happened that this week, like Tony was integrally involved with every single step of the way. He sure was. Yeah. Like, you know, even the Sarah's um, fashion show kind of became about Tony at least briefly. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I don't want to be here. And at first I was like, oh, Tony, don't do this to yourself. You're going to get yourself voted out. I don't want to do a fashion show. I want to do some damage. <laughs> I want to was, play the game. It uh, was so antisocial. Really surprising, actually. Yeah, what like, do you make of that? I mean, like Sarah has shown herself to be a masterful player socially of these people and these relationships nobody trusted her in the beginning now they all you know she's very secure in her spot so far who's right uh i honestly i feel like so one thing we can look at with this episode is because it was so focused on one person we we really probably have signals of who the winner of the season is in this episode and there aren't a lot of things to to point to to come to those conclusions and my takeaway is from this episode is that the winner is now narrowed down to basically two people i don't even i don't even think tony can win still but let's just say three we'll include tony but i think sarah's got to be in the conversation as a potential winner and i think kim has to be in the conversation they're the only two people this episode who had good moments that weren't tony michelle had a very yeah, good moment. You got to hand it to her... Michelle for coming up with an amazing lie. Oh, she... and selling it. Like I, I don't know if she had thought about this before or came up with it in the moment, but either yeah. way, 
to explain why she had no none of these Fakakta tokens, but she didn't want to tell him that she had an advantage, a real advantage. She made up an advantage that is only yeah. good if she's already been voted out. It's so bad, though. I mean, it's such a non-advantage. So why, it's hard to believe it would be real. But Why didn't she have tokens? She got sent a thing from, the, from somebody on the edge of extinction that said, you can get this advantage. It's like a coin that you flip, 50-50 coin. And if it lands on one side, you have immunity. Mm-hmm. And but you have to pay us your all your to, your four fire tokens. So she went down from four to zero. They all started with one. Some of them have zero. Some have more. When you get voted out, if you have any, you have to bequeath them to somebody still in the game. Right. So she had four. Spent them all on this advantage. Went down to zero. And so when Tony comes to her asking, he she. Instead of she, she wants to tell him she has zero, but she doesn't want to tell him be, it's because I have a secret immunity, right, or half immunity. So she comes up with this lie that says that's close to the truth. I spent them on the advantage, but the advantage that I bought is that after I get voted out, when I'm on the edge right. of extinction, I'll have an advantage right. in the challenge to get back in the game, right. So Which it's a lot is less so smart. It's, it's not threatening it's, to him. Yeah, I mean, it's so not threatening. It's the perfect thing to say. The only drawback to that lie is that it's sort of un- not believable, right? Like, Why? doesn't seem like the type of advantage they would give someone in the game because it doesn't have an effect on the game, they, on the game itself, right? Um, well, he bought it hook, line, and sinker. But he seems to have bought it, which is shocking to I me. I thought like for I would sure. buy it. I think the only thing I would, if I would really think about it as a viewer, I would say, well, I think the advantages and idols you have on the island die when you go to extinction. But you don't probably know that at that point. It to yeah, me, and it seems believable. Honestly, yeah, actually, you know what makes it the most believable is that Tony just got a completely unprecedented disadvantage from from right. uh, Edge of Extinction. So he's probably going, you know what? They could they they'll they're throwing everything at us. It doesn't matter. Like it doesn't even matter if it makes sense or not because it's probably real. Then um, this is Tony. The guy. I mean, and Tony has made up advantages in the past that didn't even exist. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Tony has just like been like, yeah, I got something with superpowers. He went at one point in his first season, he went to the, you know, told people like this advantage I have to give to one of you. And it was like an old advantage that didn't matter anymore. I, the guy's, the guy's insane. So nothing is going to sound too crazy. I think it was a good lie. And I think along with Kim, she was the only person who sort of got one over on Tony. Yeah, uh, let's talk about Kim, because Kim was like, to me, the only person in this episode who had any read on what was going on. Well, maybe Uh, other people did. Yeah, we didn't see it. The one that we were shown. She was like, you know, Jeremy, I mean, this really undercuts the Jeremy winner edit when he's like, I believe Tony. He convinced me. I totally believe him. Meanwhile, Tony's going like, I don't Jeremy. I want Jeremy out. Um, and then we go to Kim, who's like, yeah, Tony's not legit. Right. And because of that, Kim and Denise flip to the majority alliance. Well, Kim's my winner pick, so. 
it looked good for Kim this episode. I, like I said, I think it's her between her and Sarah for me at this point. And maybe Michelle, yeah. So you think Jeremy's out of the conversation? Now Absolutely. If, After if this episode. Jeremy gets into the final three, he could win. But can he get, get to the final three? No, I don't think so. You know who I think is for sure in the final three, though, is Nick. Nick. The zero vote final. The vampire? <laughs> Not the vampire. <laughs> Evil Donathan vampire. Let's just say, uh, Don- let me ask you this, a, Steve. A past player, Steve. Okay. You worked in reality TV. You were an uh, assistant story editor, you said? By the end, yeah. I started yeah. It, uh, just logging videotape, though. So let, let me ask you this. Suppose your goal as, an, as a story editor is to craft a story where at the end we appreciate the game the winner played. We like them. We, we want them to win, right? Would you use a clip of someone calling that person a vampire? in uh no yes yeah for sure to help tell this story for sure i mean it's just hilarious like i mean no they've definitely given nick a you know a dumb guy at it more he's just he's just totally either going along with the flow like just saying yes to everything being shown to do that, having no agency at all, or he's shown as being like this guy who wanders into every conversation. Like poor Nick is just getting such a bad edit. (laughs) Well, he's got a million bucks. Yeah, no, they're all millionaires. How about that part when Ben was like, um, was it in the episode? Yeah, there was something where he started talking about the money. He's like, oh man, it's crazy how quickly a million goes. Like, wasn't dude, it it's, shocking? It's been, been like, that? it's been like two years or three years since you won your million. I know you had to pay taxes, but I hope yeah. you didn't spend it all by now. <laughs> Poor yeah. investing. But those are like the only people he could commiserate with. He just didn't expect it to be aired on the show. You would not expect that to be aired, which is why, you know, you got to be careful what you say. It's such a bad look to be talking like that, right? Yeah, well, like last season when Karishma was like, oh, my marriage sucks. And then her husband came on the show. Yeah. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) Um, Well, in fairness to Karishma, she's later said that she exaggerated to try to bond with people. Hmm. Fair enough. Well, that's a good story after the fact, at yeah. least to tell your husband when exactly. he's watching. No, no, I was, everything I said out there was a lie, of course. If yeah. they knew I, how happy I was at home, they would never give me the money. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Kim knew, Kim was on to, I mean, Kim always has, and she a good read on the situation. She's yeah. been playing from the bottom all season. But she has always been very aware of her position and aware of what she has to do and willing to say, well, it's not really what I want to do, but in order to keep going, I'm going to have to throw my lot in with this group or that group. And that yeah, happened no, a couple I thought, times. Yeah. In, in that way, her and Michelle are very similar players. Yes. Like I can totally see why they are sort of connecting because their style of game is so similar. Don't you think Michelle has a chance? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I would actually say the three people I think have the best chance now are Sarah, Michelle, and Kim. I think it's Sarah, Michelle, and Geller. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Oh, if we had a bell, that would be it. That would be the ding. That's the first time, yeah. Nobody's made that connection before. I feel like Denise Denise is too under the radar in terms of edit to be in the conversation for winner. Ben Mm -hmm. is just too, his edit, he's just too. Well, people don't, people actively don't like him. Yeah, and Jeremy's like, I don't like him. Ben's feuding with so many people that Jeremy's like, I don't like Ben. I find him very annoying. For instance, he won't work with me. (laughs) (laughs) That is annoying, I will say. That does make you kind of hate someone if they're not willing to work with you. Or at least fake. Nick's edit has been, you know, not that of a winner. And Tony, uh, I mean, not Tony, uh, uh, who's the other person left? Oh, Jeremy, I was going to say. He is too lovable to be yeah. allowed to make it to the end. Probably. Yeah. The fact that Jeremy has won the game, period, is shocking to me. He's so likable. Yeah. So it could happen like, again. That's true. It could, yeah. But this you time, know, but, that, but that season, he was never targeted. This time he's right. been targeted over and over yeah, again. I mean, so and other hyper-hard. people have been targeted just because they've been close to Jeremy. Right. Yeah. 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 So uh, other than Buffy the Vampire Slayer, do you have a pick of who you think might win based on this one episode, AG? Uh, I think Jervis. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I mean, based on this episode, I would have to go with uh, what's his name? The guy who stood out the whole episode um tony tony, yeah. tony yeah yeah i mean eva jervis came back in season 27 no is that true that is true and oh in fact he made it all the way to the end what that's really <laughs> shocking and he got zero <laughs> votes <laughs> i just remember that first season he just all he did was float around in the water <laughs> yeah play cards yeah yeah, well, he uh, he came back and he made it all the way to the end, and he got nobody voted for him to win. <laughs> but he did. <laughs> he, but the still made it thirty nine days. Yep, good for him. That's amazing. Yeah, uh, you know, we this episode was pretty one dimensional in terms of like it being mainly about Tony. So there, we covered so much. But one thing I also wanted to cover was how Sophie said at the very end. I always considered myself possibly a bottom tier winner um i uh, my my gut is to stick up for sophie and go like no of course not right like look at who you look at who you beat right but someone does have to be bottom tier right that's not her yeah i I agree i think she was bottom tier in terms of people's awareness in terms of yes you know she was not high profile she was not famous on her season she was on her the season she won. She was on with Coach Ozzy Cochran, yeah, Brandon Hans. I mean, Albert, <laughs> Albert. Just <laughs> actually, our an upcoming guest, Rev Mike Bloom, has an interview with Albert today in Parade.com. Check it out. Oh, cool. It's about uh-huh. uh, Albert was surprisingly perceptive about the game, uh, but um, he he was talking about Sophie's departure, but. Um, you know, she, in terms of her abilities, 
I think going into this, we would probably have put her at least in a, in a middle tier at the very least. Well, I know I personally would have. I have a lot of respect for the game she played. I thought it's one of the better games. Absolutely. But I do it think, yeah, awareness yeah, it was not flashy. And her she was game, surrounded by really flashy people. Really oh, we didn't even mention Brandon, Brandon Hans was on that season, yes, too. Yes, he was. She, I mean, her first season, also her game was like, don't rock the boat because we have a winning alliance and we keep mm-hmm. winning. So let's not change anything up. Mm-hmm. And that isn't very memorable. But I think also she left this season a top tier winner. She was so good this season. Yep. Totally and a, agree. And she was taken out in a blind side that I don't think anybody could fault her for. No, I, you know, I watched an an interview with her after they were done filming, just before we started recording this, where she was talking through her feelings that day. And she said she felt weird that day and she should have trusted her gut and played her idol. But I just think that's being super results oriented. Like there was nothing to suggest to her that she should play it. Right. That we were shown. She was playing rationally, but. Yes. Well, the thing is, is that having never been voted out before she didn't recognize what that weird feeling meant. Can, can I just point out, by the way, she has been voted out of Survivor Brooklyn. Oh, okay. And so she definitely knows what it feels like when you're about to be voted out. It shouldn't have been that new to her. Let me just put, put it that way. Okay, now you can tell Steve what Survivor Brooklyn is. Oh, yeah. So there's a ton of uh, Survivor, homebrew Survivor games. Survivor Brooklyn was was hosted by my good friend Matt, uh-huh. Matt Pavlovich. He also has Survivor LA. Now he moved to LA and he's done like 10 seasons of Survivors. And you can year. watch uh, Ryan in several of these. Uh, uh, you can only Survivor. watch me in one season six of Survivor LA. Um, but you're but in I'm, others, I mean. You, yeah, I'm in a different home, several other homebrew games, but um but Sophie played Survivor Brooklyn along with Andrea and Zeke, believe it or not. Oh, um, I do and, believe it. Steve which, seems very shocked by yeah, that. Yeah, Steve doesn't know who That's that. a name I know, Zeke. <laughs> You've heard of a person named Zeke. I know, I know a person named Zeke. <laughs> so, and Sophie was voted out, by the way. So um, she okay. didn't win. So she should well, know, have at least an idea of what it's She like. was so good this season. Yeah, she was amazing. So um, I so I think we're finally at a point, Ryan, where we say we know we can at least narrow it down. I couldn't have narrowed it down for so long. Yeah, this was a really, really key episode for determining who's going to win, I think. But also, don't forget, somebody else is going to come into the game at the very end. Yeah, that's true. Mm. As much as I am excited for some of these people to come back, I still don't want them to win. Steve, <laughs> two seasons ago. Uh-huh. was the first time they ever did Edge of Extinction. Uh-huh. This is the second time. Yeah. Um, the guy who came back in the middle of the season dominated the game from then on and would have won. Yeah. Except then a guy came in at the very end. Oh. He was voted out of the season third. Nobody oh. watching the show had any idea who he was. And he, and he won. <laughs> wow. It's such a game-breaking twist. It's so bad. It's not a popular uh, thing that happened. Jesus. I'd like to think that these guys wouldn't let it happen again. You yeah, know, um, I would like to think that too, but you never know. 
The jury is like, you literally have been living with the jury for the last 30 days. Like, how are they not going to vote for you to win? Especially if it's like Rob or Tyson and somebody who has a ton of friends on the jury. Yeah, exactly. It, it would, it, it's, it's so hard to overcome that. Uh, you know, as someone who's been on a few juries in these homebrew games, it's oh, really hard. It's really, here we really go hard. again. I know it's really hard to not vote for your friends. Really hard. Steve, like, did anybody in this cast that you saw other than Tony like stand out to you at all? No. <laughs> this whole episode was Tony. It was like the Tony show, Survivor yeah. Tony. Yeah. yeah. Tony time. I wrote down in my notes here, uh, point number two, it's Tony time now. We're, we're, we're done with uh, anything anything that isn't related to Tony, the first 30 seconds of the show. And then after Survivor, that. Survivor Tony. Yeah. The two tribes are the babushkas. <laughs> and the swaddles. And the swaddles. Swaddles. <laughs> Tony, by the way, Steve, is in an alliance with another cop. Um, this is a goes back to their first season together and Tony named it. Did he name it? Cops R Us. No. <laughs> of course he did. Cops R Us. Yeah. Genius. Oh um, man. Well what else did did anything else happen? I mean Tony found an idol. Tony got extorted. He got the tokens. Uh, they had a bad mouth to fashion somewhere. show. Yep. Oh, you know, one moment that I, that doesn't involve Tony that we could talk about is when Sarah is like doing her art with the paint, yeah. and she's like, you know, most people think I'm oh. just pretty, and oh and man, it was obnoxious, right? Like obnoxious. to a certain extent, but it was so obviously a joke to me. I thought she was joking. That I mean, so obviously a joke. Like, right. but she is a cocky. That's the one thing about Sarah that yeah. makes it hard to like her is. She was cocky her first season when she lost, and then she was cocky after she won, and now she's cocky again, you know? Yeah, people on Twitter are just dragging her for that, and to me, I'm like, this is obviously a bit, right? Um, but it kind of, like, she's very conservative, and I, from what I understand, the people yeah. that are dragging her on Twitter about this are, uh, you know, don't appreciate her politics, Um and I did say we weren't going to talk politics, but <laughs> you, you begged me not to talk. Politics. I know, I know. You're I the did. one who brings it up now. No, but I wanted to say, like, um, it kind of reminds me of when I feel like, and I, look, I hate Trump, but I feel like sometimes he makes what? jokes and people take him so seriously, and I'm like, he's obviously joking. It's not funny, but he's obviously trying to joke, right? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. When does he ever tell a joke? I think he does it a lot more than we tell. He's not funny, but no, I don't think I've ever seen him laugh. No, well, you you know, you barely ever seen him smile. I watched The Apprentice, I watched every season. Well, he's not gonna (laughs) laugh on that. That's way out of character. I know that was a fun show when it was on, right? But what's funny is even then. I was like, you know, to me, it's just a silly entertainment. I, you know, I'm into Survivor because I love when they have to vote each other up. And I, I would, even at the time, I would say on this show, it's just who goes is just up to like the caprice of a madman. Yep. <laughs> even back then, I felt like, I mean, the guy is clearly like an insane person. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, you know, my big takeaway from watching The Apprentice, which now I'm embarrassed by, is that... um uh, 
his daughter was like really smart and the one who really knew what was going on. We thought. We thought. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. She always got a great edit on that show. <laughs> she really did. I think she's probably as dumb as a box of rocks. Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh my gosh i'd love to see her on survivor though that'd be great um no i i don't i don't want to see that i don't you care don't? about that no i care I, about it the less i see of her <laughs> now in my life the better that's true but you know yeah, i guess i don't want to risk her actually winning right there you go can you imagine <laughs> she wins imagine? another million <laughs> just a drop in the bucket Steve they're playing for 2 million this. I know season. that's amazing um, so and then what happened oh there was the, the Parvati and Natalie finding so we're seeing Parvati found the thing last time too yeah. on Edge of Extinction with Danny I'm really curious who we're being set up if we're being set up to see somebody come back in the game we're I getting mean, Parvati yeah. comes back in the game like, here's the thing. Her, nothing can can screw with her legendary status at this point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think it could actually go up if she comes back in the game. Well, and, I and, think Parvati is the exact kind of person that if sh she comes back in the game will get voted out immediately. Sure, What's but... The, what, what was her first season? Because I remember her. Her first season was Cook See, you might have watched it when you were working at Kimmel because it was oh, like yeah. the season where they're divided by race. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. She, then she played in Micronesia season 16, which she won, and the Heroes versus Villains season, which was 20. I don't know. I know a lot about this show, Steve, but she, <laughs> I'm just saying her previous record in the show coming in sixth place first place and second place so if she comes back yeah right oh my god yeah her average placement, placement oh my god i didn't even think of that seasons would be like no lower than six it'd be better average than sandra at this point yes <laughs> yeah, who has two firsts <laughs> yeah um yeah yeah parvati she, she she is getting a ton of pub she's of getting a lot of coverage on, but granted she's been know. involved in both things the last two weeks and she's and, parvati and she's parvati yes like when I'm, she smiles you everybody melts so i'm still you can't not have her i'm still hoping it's natalie natalie has been shown in every episode now i think not so, as prominently in no, recently, but, but there was early on in early episodes, there were a lot of like confessionals of people going like, Natalie's a beast. Right. She's amazing. <laughs> right. So like, we're kind like, we've been set up to go, Oh, Natalie, you got back in. That doesn't surprise me. That's awesome. I like you know Tyson. I, mean? I feel like his story's over. hundred percent. Yep. Wendell's story is probably over. Yep. Adam getting back in would sort of explain Tyson's thing about how Adam's going to take it hard. Can you when imagine he Adam win. getting winning a challenge against all those people? Though? No, but who knows what the challenge is going to be? Right. Oh my God, Steve! Can you believe the level of nerds that you're speaking to right now? <laughs> I can't. I didn't even know if this was going to happen because last night Steve was participating. I follow you on social media. In some yeah. sort of Guardians of the Galaxy 
volume two watch party or something live tweet and but i only found out about this because i started seeing tweets from you going well my internet's out so guess i can't participate and then you know well my internet's out but i'll post this pic anyway and i was like oh our pod this podcast may not happen tomorrow (laughs) well it's it it only happens at night for some reason and it's like every couple days from about six to eight or nine the internet just goes out well you know in these undisclosed locations you can't rely on the internet right no you can't pretty desolate out here yeah but how's jesse ventura doing Oh, he's great. <laughs> oh, Jesse. oh, Jesse here? We got we yeah. booked a great guest, Jesse. Hi, Governor. <laughs> oh, he's he's out back now. He's uh, building a bomb shelter. <laughs> Governor Ventura, would you ever appear on Survivor, like a celebrity version or something? No, let me tell you something, Scott. It would be unfair for me to join. <laughs> oh, why is that? I would dominate. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Can I can I just say, uh, Governor Ventura, I'm proud to call you my governor. I voted for you in 2000 to be governor. You voted for him? I really appreciate it, Brian. <laughs> my God, my wife lived there at the time, and she's embarrassed about that vote. Oh, she didn't it vote was, for him. Yeah, she I was, was like, one I of those can't believe our state voted for Jesse. The next morning, I was I woke up and I was like, What have I done? <laughs> <laughs> Like Eddie Murphy used to have the joke, this was in the early 80s, about what Jesse Jackson ran. And he was like, Fuck for it. president. And Eddie Murphy's joke was about white people going to vote. Of course, now, thank goodness, we've had uh, the amazing, uh, what was his name? We had a president before Trump. He was awesome. Oh, yeah, I forget about uh, him. I liked him a lot. Brandon, I believe. <laughs> Brandon I o- supposed to thank Brandon him, O'Rourke. Yep. Um, but... Uh, Eddie Murphy's joke was like the white people getting really drunk and voting for Jesse. I vote for Jesse Jackson. And the next part, he fucking won. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it felt like. I mean, I didn't get drunk, but like, I just was like, I, you know, I was like very young. I think I was 19 or 20 maybe. And I was just like, fuck it, man. I'm against the system, you know, like, and I was like, I don't care. I'm not, you know, everybody's throwing their vote away. I'm going to vote for Jesse Ventura. He has some fun ideas. I'm against these corrupt, these corrupt Minnesota politicians. I never thought he would win. Cause the polls had him like in third place, but he, you know, he had, he got to debate and they like, he just crushed the debates because he was like Trump. He just like would go off topic and be entertaining. And people fucking loved that. Yep. He's really the, like the prototypical Trump in a lot of ways. Yeah. That was a preview of what was to come. Yep. He wanted to run last time again for president. And he, every time he would come on the Howard Stern show, he would trying to sell Howard on the idea of being his running mate. And <laughs> and God, Howard would like would, Howard would like egg him on for a while, but Jesse would be like uh, you know, but you got to Well, Steve does it better than me, you know. You got to commit, you know. What are you really? <laughs> you do this with me, Howard? Yeah, yeah. Um, and Howard would be like, "Well, I don't think it's really for me. I don't think so." But but we could win with you us together. And Howard would always be like, "But I don't necessarily think we should win." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's why Howard Stern is secretly one of the smartest people in yeah. the show business, for sure. I, absolutely, he was just like, "Yeah, I, don't, I actually want somebody with experience in that position." <laughs> they would have won too if Howard Stern had done it. Sure, they probably would have. Yeah. 
Well, oh. Howard Stern briefly ran for governor in New York, like in the That's 90s, right. and yeah. he shot to the top of the polls. Yep. And part of, but his, he had like three planks in his play. He was like, all I'm going to do is fix the potholes in the city. And uh, he wanted to bring back the death penalty. He was very pro death penalty <laughs> at, at, at that time. I mean, a lot of it was a bit. But it was, like, I'm going to bring back, I'm going to fix the bottles and bring back the death penalty. And then I'm going to resign and hand it over to somebody <laughs> who knows what he's doing. Oh my God. So he was like, I'm going to find a, you know, good running mate. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, my, my platform is three positions, uh, you know, pro death penalty, anti pothole and anti Howard Stern being governor. Yeah, then I'm out. <laughs> Oh my god, <laughs> that's amazing! And he, yeah, he said well, yeah. he started to see himself rising in the polls, and he got scared. <laughs> I, you know, I honestly believe that's what happened to Trump too. Like, yeah, I, oh, I yeah. oh yeah, that. honestly believe that. Well, anyway. everybody says that he did not expect to yeah. win. They were not prepared with a administration. They were not prepared with a, a speech. Even they were just like. I mean, shocked. Scott, the parallels to Jesse Ventura are insane. It was exactly the same with him. Even he was like, I refuse to live at the governor's mansion. Remember how Trump was like, I want to live at, I want to live in uh, whatever it was. He was like, the White House is a dump. Yeah. yeah. And that's what Jesse Ventura was like. My my house in the suburbs is nicer than the governor's mansion. I'm not going to live there. Uh, and then they like made him <laughs> or something. They made yeah. him live there. Basically, yeah. And he was just complaining about how much of a dump it was. I'm not the first to say this, but I've often felt that they should have just built a replica White House <laughs> and just put him in there and told him he was president. I'm talking about Trump. Good plan, yeah. Oh my you god. Know, it would have made a great TV show also, but just let him believe it and then, you know. Yeah. But I know you don't want to talk politics. Now, well, this is fun stuff. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'll talk about Jesse Ventura all day. But, um, <laughs> you know, don't. I think we Please I think don't. we've covered most of the episode. Um, what about tribal council? Anything interesting happen there? There was the one comment that Sophie made where she's like, you don't want to be that high school girl, girl who's doing too much. She's in too many extracurricular activities and everybody's just like. <laughs> what do you think of that? Very analogy? specific analogy. Yeah. yeah what did you make like, of that? <laughs> Wait, what was the analogy? They were talking about how you people who try too hard to build their resume in the game. Oh, and yeah. Sophie was like, yeah, it's like the high school girl who's in every extracurricular and volunteers and you don't want to be that. I kind of see that. <laughs> but it was very yeah. specific. She was like, you don't want to be the girl who's like, also, you know, in, in debate, and she's also captain of this team. And then she's also after, I felt like she might have started to be listing her own. Either her own, either her own or the girl she hated. The girl she, yeah, more likely it was the girl she hated most in high school. Yeah, yeah, totally. hundred <laughs> percent. It did feel personal. Yeah. <laughs> I liked the analogy though. Although I think that that girl who does all that probably is much better set up to succeed than someone who tries to do that in Survivor. Totally. How about I love you know when she was like, guys, I'm sad when she arrived. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she probably was like, oh, she yeah. probably only had what, like 20 minutes 
between getting her torch snuffed and then going to probably something like i don't know how long the boat ride is but that's not enough time to get over it they probably see a shrink for a few minutes i don't know oh that's right and they probably get weighed and do a health checkup and all that too yeah so it might be an hour or two but like the uh i loved last week when her did we talk about this when her her fiance came and like immediately she just started listing the, the things she wanted when she got home <laughs> she was like she he was like okay i love you and she was like reese's peanut butter cups a hamburger a massage <laughs> have them all waiting <laughs> at the door as soon as they walk in if, if i were that guy i would have been like i didn't write anything down oh god <laughs> yeah i wonder <laughs> me too i would have been gonna so, be so pissed at me my I don't... anxiety would have been through the roof yeah I wonder how much time with Extinction Island or Edge of Extinction, how much time they actually get to like clean up before they get on a plane to go home. Well, last no, I, in last time after somebody came back at final five or six, then they oh, all, then they went. You're right. Okay, Edge so they have they have at they least three like, days. They had like two yeah. or three days at the resort to yeah. chill out. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So Steve, don't worry. They get two or three days at the resort to chill out. Oh, good. Hey, have, you ever had, been there. have you ever had Tallman's wife on your podcast? No. Sarah, she used to work on Survivor. Oh, yeah. And she cast, was, cast I don't know if she, if she, how much she could talk about. Didn't she work, though, with the, like, psych, like the psychologist side of it for the I, I I don't remember for some reason I thought casting but I don't I I honestly don't remember I just know I that completely she... forgot about that yeah well too late next season <laughs> next season yeah when Survivor comes back after the apocalypse which and, is what uh, they'll call that season as Survivor after the apocalypse <laughs> hosted by the cyborg version of Jeff Probst. <laughs> Yeah, we could do another season if everybody's a cyborg. If everybody, you know, nobody yeah. can get any viruses. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, uh, I forgot entirely what we were talking about, which is probably for the best. Oh, I was going to say that Sandra has been at the resort all season, just chilling. Almost, out. yeah. Well, since her, since she got voted out, yeah, yeah, she got Good a family her. visit too. Did you hear about that? I did hear about that, and I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy for you. To be happy. I, I think some was it Randy, crusty Randy, who was like, yeah. Sandra better not have gotten her family visit. I'm like, why would you say that? That's, That's so, so cool. <laughs> he said it on Twitter. <laughs> he like tweeted just randomly, like, I hope Sandra didn't get a family visit because she left the game. And then Sandra tweeted back and was like, My husband was there with me, so you can just leave Twitter forever or something ah. like that. <laughs> It was just so mean. It was like hashtag Queen stays Queen, you know? Yeah, obviously. Because <laughs> uh, the Queen stays Queen. Always, yep. Scott, I'd like to move on to our segments. I would love for that to happen. Okay. Steve, how do you feel about that? I, I'm totally okay with it. Oh, well, All I right. thought you'd find him surprised. Okay. Let's start with Hold Up Bro. Hold Up, Hold Up Bro. All right, this is Hold Up Bro. This is the moment you said, hold up, bro, and you had to rewind the video you were watching to watch that again. Oh. Or you would have, if you weren't so lazy, you would have rewound. <laughs> you know, something that caught your eye that you were like, whoa, hold up, what was that? Well, I can me, start. 
Oh, go ahead, Steve. You start. I didn't uh, well, I'll just say my, my, mine were always me rewinding to see what people's names were again. <laughs> and then for, did you notice that they'd all have like crazy things written under their names? With weird symbols. and <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. What was that about? Well, like. The little symbol was how many fire tokens they currently are in possession of. Oh, okay. And Sometimes then, they would have, if they have an advantage or an idol, that'd also be listed. Right. But the, then under their name would be the name of the season they won. And Survivors had some pretty crazy names in the last few years. Right. Like back when you watched, it was like Survivor Africa, yeah. Survivor Thailand. Uh-huh. Now it's like Survivor Millennials versus Gen X. No. Or Survivor, our favorite, heroes versus healers versus hustlers. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so bad. It's bad. embarrassing. Honestly, This we have this discussion every episode, and it's the most embarrassing part of this podcast. Well, that like, name is the most embarrassing. It's so, like, it's like, what, why do we, why are we watching a show that does this? <laughs> I, I questioned that the whole time of that season. Ben, the bearded cowboy steve he was the winner of heroes versus healers versus hustlers oh okay can what you do you guess? think he was yeah, yeah can you guess whether he was which of those things he was hustler he turned out to be years. quite a hustler but he was on the heroes tribe really yeah. he was he he was fought in afghanistan he was in the military oh okay yeah um and that's like all you ever needed to know about him the first season Interestingly, I don't think it's even been mentioned this season. It hasn't, yeah, because he doesn't win. He must not be the winner, yeah. <laughs> Do people like I've, that guy or not like him? Because I, I kind of like that guy. Not a fan myself, but mainly it's because I don't like the way he won his season. Uh, it, he won by winning many, many immunities in a row, which I think I always bums me out. <laughs> uh, because I he would have been voted out for sure had he lost at even one time. Um, but Right. I that, think the that people there, some, I think it's hard to tell how liked he is. I think sometimes he is because he's kind of a goofball, and other times they don't like him. Obviously, Jeremy annoying. doesn't like him, but Jeremy couldn't get the votes together to vote him out, so maybe he's more liked than we think. I, don't I do think, think he's been targeted all season. No, and it's because he's probably a good person to take to the end, right? Like, he's a, probably a goat, is why. Mm. Gotcha. 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 All right. Hold up, bro. Uh, For me, it was I wanted to see what the heck the extortion thing was in, like the wine bottle or whatever that they that Natalie found. I wanted to take a closer look at that. I thought that was like a funny way of introducing something to the people on edge, because up until now, it's been like everybody can go look for this all at the same time. But this was just like, let's throw a message in a bottle on the beach. I thought that was fun, and I wanted to take a closer look at that. Did they just stumble onto it or something? Yeah, it was just like sitting by the rocks, and and Natalie found it, and and uh, Parvati was like, "Oh, you having a you having some wine this morning or something?" And Natalie was like, oh, I, think this is, "I think this is an advantage." <laughs> uh, mine was right at the beginning. I mean, I'm sure I held up a few times. But I right at the beginning of the episode, there was this awesome like edit that they did. It was more of a sound edit or the the a dialogue where they sort of started the dialogue from Jeremy, where he was talking about 
what happened at the first when he came mm-hmm. back from, when I just went poof and he's like I just it was like a flash of in a flash of light and mm-hmm. as he said that his fire like flamed up in the fire pit oh it nice completely a deli- it almost looked like a special effect it probably was, like, was. <laughs> it might have been but it was like the fire you know ignited and they had his voiceover cued directly so that he was like, I was like Houdini. It was a magic trick. It was like, oh, so you didn't like, see like his lips moving? No, no. Oh, then it was just editing. It, it was just editing. Effects. Like yeah, the, yeah. the fire really yeah, ignited, that's good. but that's it was fun. a really creative way to, to do it. I'm, su- I'm surprised you didn't notice it because it was like very flashy. Quite literally flashy. Yeah, quite literally. Yeah, I didn't notice it. I loved that whole sequence because I was like, oh, it's so cool because like, he left tribal in the middle. So tribal could be going on right now. And we're seeing him. Yeah. What's going on on his end. Pretty and cool. Not it's really back. That was really we don't, cool. We don't usually see someone at camp by themselves. Right. Right. So that, that was fun. And I could relate to it during this time of quarantine. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Steve, you've been alone. Do you go to the grocery store? What goes yeah, on like there? once, like once a week, I go at like seven o'clock in the morning when it opens, so there's not a lot uh-huh. of there. But you yeah, like mask know. up and everything. Yeah, mask, gloves. I've been here for forty days. Otherwise, yeah. Oh my god. I love how we still haven't told the listener where where you actually are, and that's fine. Um, it's an undisclosed location. I don't mind. Sure. All you have to do is look at my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> but you are like in the middle of the desert, sort of in the middle of nowhere. Yes. And it's not where you normally live. Yes, correct. Okay. It's, I have it's off the grid, man. I it's off the, off the grid. The, grid. the drones the grid. will find you if you don't stay there. <laughs> Yep. Oh man, because like we are having such opposite experiences. Yeah. Because what I'm not lacking right now is human contact. Yep. Which I imagine <laughs> is difficult. But what I am lacking that you have is freedom of your time and autonomy and the ability to sleep or watch TV whenever you want or smoke weed as much as I want. Exactly. I think if I was still single and living alone during this pandemic. I would probably be smoking weed like all day, every day. Oh, that's interesting. I'm smoking weed as much as I want, and that's not at all. But um, <laughs> it is. I guess it's the same, right? It's the same, right? Well, yeah, you're living your best life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, what's our next segment, Mr. Host? Our next segment is Mr. Solo Ill, Host. <laughs> Ill Regrets. What's the time? It's time to get ill. What's the time? It's time to get Ill regrets. All right, this is ill regrets. This is who you think is going to have ill regrets about a choice they made, something they did in this episode, and you cannot choose Sophie. Although I honestly would not say that Sophie should have ill regrets. I think she, using the information she had, made the best decisions she could. But well, she's going to regret not using her idol for the rest of her life. But I don't but think that she, doesn't should, mean she should. Though. That doesn't mean she should. No, no. You have to be willing to get voted out with an idol to use an idol properly. You just do. You do. Everybody does. It's the correct way of playing it. Anyways, uh, Scott, do you want to start? Gee. Because uh, yeah, I, I can start if you You start because this is the okay. one I don't think I was very prepared. I think, I mean, this is pretty easy for me, but it's like 
Nick, right? Like he doesn't keep tabs on, on uh, Tony very much. And when Tony presents this idea to him, he just is like, yeah, I'll do it. He's like so <laughs> passive this season. He's not at all trying to do anything interesting. I wasn't and, even sure at first whether you were talking about the idea of the Sophie vote off or the idea of Nick going to search for the idol. Any of the things that Tony, Tony has told him to go. Nick do, yeah. Um, he just seems like a total passive, just along for the ride. I almost, I'm almost con- positive he goes to the end and gets zero votes to win. My fear is that Tony will end up regretting doing this <laughs> behind Sarah's yeah. back. I think it's a reasonable a reasonable case can be made as good of an episode as Tony had that he might have ill regrets after this. So, but beyond that, I don't see anybody, you know, maybe Ben will have some ill regrets for lying so openly to Jeremy. And then, yeah. uh, you know, having Jeremy stick around. Yeah, it's, I mean, how bad that's, Ben has got to feel so shitty about how this Jeremy was just staring at Ben. Oh my God. And the votes were being read. He was just giving him that death stare that he gave Nick a couple weeks ago. It was amazing. (laughs) 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 It's so fun for me to see Nick and Ben shit the bed. um, Because they were like my two, the two people I did not want to do well this season. Oh, you're so mean. I know. I'm sorry. Um, they're well, not people. They're just not people to me, Scott. They're characters in a show. Okay. Well, I I will admit they were. I wasn't very excited to see them back. They weren't the people I was. Ho- I was hoping for maybe a couple of different people in their slots. Yeah. I mean, I was rooting mainly for Sarah Michelle Geller. So. <laughs> I was rooting for Freddie Prince Jr. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Still married, right? Shocking. I yeah. So. Like twenty years or something. And you said it wouldn't last. But then again, you voted for Jesse Ventura. That's yeah. true. Back then, I had very little good judgment. <laughs> you were like, she should not be with Fred from Scooby-Doo. No. No. <laughs> um, uh, he yeah. was in Scooby-Doo, too, huh? Yeah. Is that where they met in the romance? Probably, yeah. Or yeah. were they like, you know, Fred and or Freddie Prinze and Sarah Michelle Gellar is a hot couple. We should put them in a rom-com like scooby-doo <laughs> that cast was actually kind of a who's who a rom-com <laughs> yeah that was a good cast great cast linda Check cardellini out. was in it yes uh, the guy with shaggy is a legend uh what's that, his name matthew lillard? lillard matthew lillard yeah that guy i will say incredible in the third in recent season of twin peaks Oh, right. Yeah. I forgot he was in. Yeah. And like he has a scene where he just spends the whole scene like weeping and bawling. And it's amazing. He's so good. He was in all the Scream movies too, right? Like all the the good ones. Yeah. I don't don't think I saw all. Maybe he was only in the first one. (laughs) I don't know. We've got all four on DVD in our home because my wife is a fan of the franchise. And one Christmas, I gave her a like DVD with like all four screen movies, and she was like, uh, "Thanks." And She's like, "Physical that's... media? Why? Why, she was why like, are you giving me physical media?" Never put it in the player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like um, this is one of the better gifts I've gotten in my life, but at the timing was unfortunate. It was like right before 
CDs just became not a thing. My wife gave me all the Steely Dan albums on CD. Ooh. And I don't, I honestly don't think I ever, I maybe played one of them once. <laughs> it's just so unfortunate because after that, it was just like, everything was just online. You didn't uh, import them into your iTunes. I may have, I may have. Yeah. I may have put them on my uh, off brand iPod because nice. I refuse to use Apple products. Your Zune. Yeah, it was even worse than a Zune. It was likely even more off-brand than a Zune. <laughs> I, I once, yeah. Yeah. I got my, kid in, got my kid an e-pad. That's oh. what the kids want, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. One of them e-pads. Yeah, I love those. Yeah. Oh, e-pad. Big fan of e-pads. <laughs> the, uh, yep. All right. Yeah. What's our do we have? Uh, does, well, does Steve have any ill, Ill regrets? Oh. oh, I think uh, anyone who gave Tony their their uh, yeah right that's a good answer. <laughs> probably going to be pissed off later. Now, yeah. did he pay them back? I assume he did, but who did he not pay? So them? he got two right for winning. He got right? two. So somebody oh didn't get a coin back, and I'm guessing it was Ben. I wanted to cover this actually. I think this is interesting. Do you think that anybody let him win? Because they knew he would get the fire tokens and then he could pay them back. Maybe do you think Jeremy might have let him? I don't. Think I don't think Jeremy, Jeremy would have. I don't think Jeremy would have. But done maybe that. Ben or Nick. Maybe. I could. But see here's that. the thing: if he wins that, he's got to, which he did, which was amazing that he ended up winning. Unbelievable! Like it was all worth it. All the hustling he did was worth it, but he. He had to pay back Jeremy and Nick, is my thinking, to get them to vote with him that night. Oh, that might might have been like, what he here, did. Just like I told you, Jeremy. Yes. I simply pay you back. I simply pay Nick. I simply tell Ben to wait that I'll pay him later. And then we simply vote together tonight. <laughs> Do you think Ben's going to go back to camp and be like, Tony, I'm not getting that fire token, am I? <laughs> I will give it to you if I win another fire token. Yeah. I've got to win one. Tony is so good. I mean, this is what he would, this is how he won his first season too, is he's so good at smoothing things over after. Yes. Like he's so good at like pissing people off or do, you know, taking something from someone and then making it okay that he did that. He also had, apparently, like last time he also had Trish who sort of helped smooth things over with people. Totally, for him. And totally. we're like, listen, Tony's a really good guy. He just went a little crazy. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, if you trust Who's doing that this time? Is me, it Sarah? Could, well, that's the thing. But now yeah. Sarah's pissed. She's so, not going to do it. Trish, but he did this to Trish with LJ when he voted off LJ. He blindsided Trish. Yep, yep, yep. And she went back to him. Yep. So what oh, exactly? We saw the clip of Sarah next week being like you just tanked my game but these these are always mr x Remember also that last... clip was at night by the way so it was probably right after tribal and she might very well have been like you just made a mistake but in the context of like we're supposed to be partners we have to work together you know but yeah. like i don't know because last week's preview made it look like tony was definitely the one in trouble right uh they yeah i mean him they showed him running through the jungle, <laughs> falling down, which we now know was after something was in his bag. They showed like people going like, don't vote. You know, what's Tony saying? Tony's trying to be a double agent. Tony's doing this. So it was misdirected into making us think Tony was going to fall on his face this week. 
Yep, sure was. You he, you called that. And he had the most dominant night, you know, episode perhaps in Survivor history. Yeah. So, well, speaking of the most dominant night in Survivor history, why don't we move on to our last segment? Let's do it. Do it. This is getting loud. We only like it if it's loud. We only like it if it's loud. Go. I can get loud too. What the? F- Hello to me. Hello. All right, who got loud this week? Who, st- who stood out in a good way? It's, a, it's almost rhetorical. Oh, my God. What do you think, Steve? Uh, I don't know. What is, that, what is that one guy, Tony? Usually there's a little more thought involved, but, you know, if, if it's not Tony, it's got to be Kim or it's got to be Kim, right? Like she's I mean, the I, only one who saw what was going on, at least initially. Yeah, but she didn't do anything. She well, had, I'm not saying she should have. She was playing defensively. That's yeah. what's so incredible about Tony is that he's not playing defensively. He's just no. like, let me just create a new alliance. Let me yep. just grab three other people and they will be my new majority. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would give an honorable mention to Michelle. I still am super impressed by that. Yeah, yeah no, that, was that, that was good. That was good. Yep. That was really smart. But it's never been this clear since the Denise week. Right. That week when Denise right. dethroned. Yeah, the right. Queen. Yes, right. Yep. But this is even more. That's like that that was just one thing Denise did. Yeah. This yeah. was like nobody did anything of note. Other than like, <laughs> you know, they had a fashion show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the message of that scene, you know, Sarah's social game is gonna win the game. Like to me, this is the question now of the season. Is it yep. Sarah's social game with her fun and fashion shows and friendships that's going to win her the season? Or was she just mess, you know, playing around while Tony was out hustling and playing the game and winning yeah. the game? What's... Yeah, really. I mean, you know, normally the person who plays the best social game is the winner. Uh, but occasionally that's not the case. So we'll have to see. Well, if Tony's um, sitting at the end with Nick... And Ben, Ben, he easily wins. I, I think Tony can beat anyone now after this week. I don't right? know. He he could even theoretically beat Jeremy. It's hard to know if those guys know, like, saw it all like we did. Well, he, Tony has to explain it. You know, that's assuming that he's able to explain his game and say, like, this is what happened. This is what I did. You know, not everybody can do that. I think Tony could possibly do that. Right. Uh, Well, in any case, I can't wait to see how it all comes out. We have, what, three episodes left? Yeah. I feel like a babushka in her swaddle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there are only three more episodes. Three more episodes. then a long drought. And we we have... We have two out of our three guests booked already, so yes, so we're we can really preview. A thousand. Do you want to preview our next week's guest since we can well, actually we can, can do that? But once? then you know sometimes it falls yeah, apart. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, all <laughs> we right. can preview it if you want. Well, I mentioned. I think I mentioned you earlier. Did. I think I think guests. let's leave it at that. Let's leave it at that. It's it's an Easter egg if they if they heard sure. it and they caught it. Everybody's going to be combing through this now. Yeah, you got to go back and listen to the whole thing again to I look can. for it. <laughs> oh god. What else do you Make have sure you... to do? Like Donald Trump who we talked about, quote, "What do you have to lose?" Yep. <laughs> Remember when what that was part lose? of his pitch? 
What it do you still have is. To lose? It still <laughs> is. And we keep losing more and more. Uh, oh, boy. Um, all right. Well, Steve, now, I think. Steve Agee. Yo. You're still there, right? Still here, man. You got time for a tight five if there's any material you want to work out. No. <laughs> right now. I have no new material. Okay. Then we can move on to what? Uh, where can we find you on the social medias? And, oh. and where can we get all of your your wit, your witticisms, and many people might not know this, Steve, an amazing photographer. Oh, well, you can find all that on Instagram, and my uh, username is at Steve Agee. There you go. That's too simple. And it's and pretty Twitter. much my username on all the social networking. As Twitter, well. right? You're there. Yeah, yeah. That's and cool. I'm still not on Instagram. Oh my gosh, you should get on it, man. I should. Oh, one day. But Rio, this is, Rio Rio this is coming. On it. What? Rio's on? All right. Yeah, Rio just signed up. Oh, okay. You, well, you now you being be on there wasn't enough. <laughs> you have to be interested in taking photos, right? Like it's it's, a, it's pretty photo centric. I'm on there. I don't take a lot of photos. My wife's on there. She takes tons of photos. She yeah, loves it. It helps. But I, I check it maybe once a day. Yeah, I don't take a lot of photos and I don't post a lot of photos. But I would check in and see what see what Steve's up to. Yeah, man. Well, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right, so Steve. I heard AG, some kids, so we might wear yeah, a shirt in the face. <laughs> My children are revolting. They're knocking on the door. They're like, "This has gone on long enough. We only see you for the other twenty-two and a half hours of the day." <laughs> um, so, Steve, Scott, thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Where can people find you on the internet, Scott? Just find me. Google me. Okay. Google me up. That's what my daughter says. She says, Dad, can you Google up something for me? Uh, <laughs> uh, at Scott Chernoff and or just send your stuff to at Ryan Elder Music. Yep. And I will forward it to Scott. Thank as you. As always. All right, guys. Oh, Fun rate times. us. Review us. Do yeah, all that. Please do. Please do rate us and review please us. Do it. We have three episodes left. Uh, yeah, we really want to make a dent here. Yeah, finally, we really want to. If we we want to hit the big time, how many how many downloads would we have to get? Like, in you order to come to in, buddy, this next year, come in. You can't open the door. Oh well. All right, let's wrap it up. You could have Guys, just had a very special guest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, love. Oh, you can come in here. Quick, quick message from my son. We're just wrapping up. What do you have to say, Holden? Hi. Do you like Survivor? Huh. Hi, do you like Survivor? Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> bro. You know it. <laughs> there you go. Do you like Survivor was the question. Hell yeah, You just bro. like the challenges. The rest is just talking. He doesn't like that. Oh, bro. All right. Great. Now we've said it all. Yeah, we have. <laughs> okay, guys. All right. Bye. Oh, did you hear that? Bye. Oh, it was bye, perfect. Bye. I almost want to end it there. I know you were talking. Yeah, we're talking. You can't hear it because I got my earbuds in. <laughs> All right, guys. Good times, guys. Talk All right, y'all. Bye. Bye. The tribe has spoken. Now I'm going to put out your little lamp with my lamp stopper. <laughs>